going to ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken directly from the YouTube live streams, which are currently going down each week, Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Australian Central Time. I'd love to have you in the live sesh. These days, they've turned into these full-on classes. You know, we call them podcasts, but they're really classes in which that I throw questions back and forward with the live viewers and we get the personal context of each person in there. And everyone just seems to grow a lot more nowadays because of it. I love it. Uh, Anything on the world of human interactions, what we cover could be dating, relationships, social dynamics, family relationships, business relationships, things going down in high school, uni, anything that touches the world of these human beings, we seem to touch in social Q&A. So head over to the Bowl YouTube channel and I'll catch you guys currently on Monday mornings. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip each week, just a free email right in your inbox, updating you on what went down on social Q&A live this week, the recap, what other videos went out, what other awesome things are going on in the world? What other additions to the resources of wisdom in terms of books, films, docos, anime, quotes, music, all the things that get added to the resource of wisdom? I update you through this email so you never miss out on any of that. And also it's just a way of me staying connected with you guys in between our live sessions together. So go ahead if you are interested. Every Friday, I send it out. It's free. Boldojo.com. Sign it up. By the way, if you feel like you have not received your email on the Friday, just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your junk spam folder if you're using anything else because uh, it's likely in there. Even when I receive my own email, it still gets every day to get put in promotions. Now, for those of you who are looking to dive into some deeper educational content and level up your performance in this life, we can pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, over on boldojo.com, featuring five tracks that will help you to dive deeper into who you are and evolve beyond. All the reviews have said that it's something that they constantly come back to, that it's something that they will work through and that it's more of a course than an actual guided meditation. Many have also said, Adam, why are you not charging what it's worth? Many have said, I was willing to pay $100 for this and it's because I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. So that it's there if you are the type of person who is aware and conscious enough to want to look at yourself for all that you are and improve so got a meditation eternal energy go get you some also send me a review once you're done as well i'd love to hear your feedback now moving up from there if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching in which that we destroy your limiting beliefs and construct real action plans to help you perform in your life whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, anything that touches the temple. Even if you want to go up to the inner garden and dive into real ideas of your existence, we can go there as well. I often do. However, it's completely customizable to you. We have one-off sessions. You can go to boldoja.com, book a once-off over 30, 45, or 60 mins, just test the waters, and that'll give you a vibe for it. However, if, and what I do recommend, if you're serious about your development, you can dive into the bold coaching memberships in which there are three different tiers silver gold and diamond which offer different levels of benefits that once offs 
definitely do not get, such as priority messaging. If you wish to have access to my private WhatsApp number and get a response from me within 24 hours outside of Australian weekends, you're going to have to be on a membership for that. And that's something that my clients benefit from tremendously and use tremendously. Also, if you want to step up another level of membership and want to get priority bookings, for those of you who don't live in Australia and struggle to get your time slot in, maybe you're two, three weeks out on the waiting list, well then priority bookings are there to ensure that you get your time preferred slot and that you get booked in over lower tier memberships and once-offs. Now, I'll be here all day if I have to describe every benefit of every tier. So if you are interested, just go to boldoja.com. In the products menu, you can find Bold Coaching memberships and you can dive in yourself. If you have any questions, just slide me an email. There are contact email forms on pretty much every page of the website and we can work it out from there if you are truly committed to developing yourself. Moving forward, if you would like to directly support this podcast, you can do so in two ways, either by going to boldojo.com directly. In the Boldojo podcast menu on the homepage, there is a direct donate link that goes straight through the website if you want to use your credit card, for example. However, if you would like to go through PayPal because that's your uh, that's your shit, <laughs> sure, fine. Doesn't bother me. PayPal as well. PayPal.me forward slash A-D-A-M O-O-I. My full name, Adam Ui. You can donate through PayPal directly as well. Either way, whatever you guys do donate to help support the show. Uh, I know a lot of you like to donate live in the live social Q&As. That's also most appreciated. However you want to do it, it just, it all goes to supporting this, this awesome thing we've got going on between you and I. So I thank you for anything that you have donated or will donate in the future. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you very much. Now, of all that being said, Let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yes, sir. Let's go. Emotionally? Sure, emotionally. <laughs> social Q&A live, episode 62, as I was trying to say there. Uh, also, Rocket Janibun. Advice for insecure guys with slutty girls. My friends, we have a session today with a context not from one of you, but actually from one of my personal clients who's a deep, deep bootcamp client, done both my foundations and advanced social dynamics bootcamps, sends me this text out of the blue uh, about a girl, a partner that he has that has been with a lot of different guys and has thrown him a lot of spanners. So we've got a really in-depth contest going to today. We're going to talk about what does it mean to be insecure uh, as a guy? Where's that come from? How does that affect your relationships with women? We're going to talk about molds. We're going to talk about changing women, accepting them as they are. We talk about what does it mean to be a slut? What does that word even mean? We're going to dive into the etymology of it. We're going to dive into the real world applications of it. Uh, sexual behavior in general. This is going to be a very, uh, it's probably going to be a risky session, actually. If you're under 18, this is probably not for you. Actually, I know this session is not for you if you're under 18, uh, because I've got some stories for you guys as well. Uh, well. Well, hang on to those. So if you guys are new to Social Q&A Live, this is a time where you can come in and Field your questions on anything in the world of human interaction, dating, social dynamics, relationships, your ego, your family, whatever's going on. We'll get it here in this session. However, we start off with a preloaded featured context, which gets the session rolling. And then we have open Q&A later on in the session where you guys can ask anything. So uh, hold your questions into then, or if you are going to drop them in, just copy and paste when we get to that time. I'll let you know when we're there. If you guys are also new to social Q&A live, Go ahead and drop a thumbs up on this video down below. Help support the channel. And if you would like to use the super chat option, which is a donation 
which will get your question bumped to the top. I'll give more time to it. That'll be all relevant a little bit later on. But that's always most appreciated. And I'm just grateful to have you guys here. Again, if you are new, we have a class-like format in which that, yes, there's some preloaded stuff. There's some direct questions I'm going to be answering for my bootcamp client here. However, uh, I see you guys as students. I'm your sensor in this session and I will be testing you. I will be throwing you questions. There are going to be some multiple choice questions in this session, which I could already hear you guys getting excited about because they're a lot easier. They're the open-ended essay questions. But there's a lot of questions going to come at you guys and I encourage you to be as engaged as possible in that live chat, in that box right there because that's how you're going to get the most from it. If you're here live, don't just be uh, rubbing your thumbs or yanking your sack. Make sure you're here. When you're here, be here. And we'll get it in. So let's do it. I would just say hi to some of you in the chat right from the get. YouTube Rick rolled me off the get. Off the get. I didn't even tell me if we were live or not. But we've got Justin H up in here. Hang on a second. Chotta, chotta, chotta. Let me get this closer. We've got Justin H who's the first commenter up in here saying, what's good, everyone? I've got a photo shoot for work today, so I'll catch this one and post. Have a great session. That's awesome, Justin. That's awesome. Justin is uh, one with the camera. Justin, if you want, just drop your Instagram uh, in the chat box below so people can go check out your work. And Justin's a regular of this channel, so I appreciate you coming in here, Justin. And uh, actually, I'll miss you. I'll miss you for today's session because today's going to be a good one. Today's going to be a good one, but have a good session, man. Thank you. Next person up in here is Ben High, who comes in saying, hey, looking good, Adam. Great visual and audio, mate. Thank you for sounding that off. Yeah, I always forget to ask, does everything look crisp? Does the audio sound good? I appreciate that, Ben. And good to have you here, another uh, a World Bowl group member. And we've also got Jay News up in here saying, I'm not going to lie, I chuckled a bit when I saw the title. Excited to participate nonetheless, haha. Yeah, listen, today's title is as clickbaity as it can get, but it's going to get way deeper. We're really going to flesh out this concept of sexual expectations and what it means to be a guy in a relationship, whether it's an open and free relationship, just off the get, it's casual to begin with, and you start to find out that the girl that you're seeing has been with 10, 20, 50, maybe even triple digit guys sexually, and how that plays on you psychologically, how that affects your interaction with her. Do you bring that up? Do you voice your concerns for her, uh, for her level of sexual experience? There's so many questions that come as arise from this, but before we get into any of that, we actually have a legit context, So, which is going to have plenty of questions in it. So let's do it. I refer to this. I probably could use my client's first letter of his name, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to continue saying X. I mean, uh, actually, it would be good if there's him and his girl watch this together. This is going to be quite neat. This is going to get pretty deep. So where do we begin here? So I just got this uh, text from the out of nowhere, absolutely out of nowhere. I mean, I just changed this up. Absolutely out of nowhere. Uh, I was last Friday. I think it was last Friday. It's pretty long, but it's intense. So make sure you dial in for this. X says to me, he just texted me this. Hang on, it's longer than that. Go back up. Here we go. You. Oh, no, it's even. Wait. 
hang on a second. That's a message that he sent. Oh, okay, okay. So I was getting lost because the first message is what he proposed he was going to say to his female partner. That's why I'm like, hang on, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so here we go. This is a text that he was going to send to his female partner who has been with a lot of different guys. We'll roll from here. Sorry about that, guys. I'm, uh, I say I digest this in the moment with you. So in quotes, you might not like me saying this, but because we just spoke about having open, honest communication, it bothers me you fuck so many people. But I'm trying to look past it because you're so nice and caring. End quotes. He then goes on to say to me, is this a good idea to say to a girl? I feel it's good to be honest and also don't want to make her feel bad or like a slut. So that's all he said. I responded to him by saying, the question for you is why does it bother you that she's sexually experienced? The next question is how will it make her feel if you phrase it the way that you have, especially through text? Most importantly, ask yourself, ask yourself, am I seeing her as she is now? Or am I judging her for what no longer exists? And is it fair to do so? He then got back to me, and this is where the big long message comes in here. He then responds by saying, I knew you would push the question back onto me, and I already questioned myself that too. It bothers me because it just does in regards to her sexual appetite experience. He goes on to say, I've just never really wanted to make someone my wife who's fucked so many people. My last girlfriend had only been with me and one other person, and I really liked that. That statement on my behalf came from a pretty open and vulnerable text message conversation she started in regards to what he proposed he was going to send to her. I knew it was better in person, but I just continued with it. Nothing wrong with the experience, it's her life and she does as she pleases, but I've always wanted someone who's been with much less. It feels special that you're sharing these new experiences together, not that a hundred other people have already been in there, if you know what I mean. That's why I've been asking myself why too, and have still kept on seeing her because maybe she's not that way anymore. But her past doesn't define her, but I still can't get out of my head the things she's done. I'm trying to not judge her on her past because I know it's not fair, but the feeling still lingers. I know I was happier with my ex who hadn't been with so many. You can be honest with me as usual if you think I'm being an idiot. Lol. So, there's a lot of deep shit there, but that's not the end of it. I then hit him back. Oh, do I want to hit, do I want to tell you guys this bit? Because uh, like I said, there's a lot of questions. This is a class session. I'm going to be testing you guys. And if I read out my response, yeah, nah, I'm not going to read this out because this has got all the answers in it. So we might come back at the end of a session to what I eventually finally said as a full stop to him. But that's actually going to be today's work. That's going to be today's session in this live Q&A. Uh, for those of you that are here live, and I'm going to quiz you on right now. So there's a lot of red flags. I, I can feel the hardcore of you, the regulars, going through that message, sensing a lot of paradox, sensing a lot of contradiction, sensing, uh, maybe sensing a lot of ego. So where should we begin with this? First class question. Let me back, bust this open. <clears throat> Let's begin with what a slut is. 
Let's begin with defining some easy terms. Let's get our heads wrapped around. Let's get warmed up in this session. What? What is it? First off, I'm doing in preparation for this because I now I'm just curious like that. I went into the etymology of the word slut. What does that? What does that mean, slut? Where does this word come from? I mean, we all know it to be someone who just gets around. But where did that come from? So there's no defined actual historical account of uh, this guy at this time said this and that defined slut for the rest of time. It actually is a conglomeration of uh, several different cultures. There's some French, there's some German, there's some Sweden, there's some different European words that in their language refer to the word slut, schlodden, schlodde, slut. And it originally just referred to a woman who was messy, and not even actually just a woman. The original term, slut, was just someone who was slovenly, someone that was messy. And then over time, it's in 15th century, 16th century, it started to become more heavily attached with people with loose morals. So not even just sexually loose morals, it might be people that just in any realm would loose with their morals. And then as we get closer, 17th, 18th century, we start to see it getting more heavily referenced to women particularly, who have excessive sexual practice. And this is uh, just doing some research, prepping for the session. I like that word excessive. I like that word excessive because excessive based on who? When you think about the word slut and whoever defined, defined the term slut and how we started to use it as a way to refer to women, uh, who we use it always in a negative connotation. Slut is never looked at as a positive. It never has a positive connotation towards it. It's always excessive in a negative sense. But who defines excessive? The guys who are writing the dictionary? The, the guys who are pushing papers? The guys that aren't having a tremendous, a tremendous sexually abundant life? Are they the people writing it? I want to know who writes excessive. Is excessive is very subjective. That's just something that comes into my mind when I hear the word slut or the definition of how people came to use it. But I think we can all say here, I'm just looking up in the chat, uh, I will address some of you guys in the chat, but I'm just noticing that W says sleeping with people without standards. So even there, that, that's W, you've said something there that uh, is a red flag as the people who defined what slut is in general. The word excessive and standards. Whose standards and excessive to what? If you were to go back to, let's say, rewind 10,000, 100,000 years, you know, sexual standards are probably going to be very different to what they are now. Anyways, let's not get too off on the tangent right there. I just wanted to start this session with a background. Where's the word slut come from? Why do we look at? And now here's a really good question. Here's a good question just to start the session off with. Uh, just very general and I like to give you guys an easy one to begin with, which is why do you guys think, and if you're a girl in here as well, please chime in. Why do you people listening to the session think that we look down on women who have extensive sexual practice? Swapping out the word there from excessive to now extensive. For women that are just deeply sexually practiced. Why is that a negative thing? Why is X, why is X here in this context, in my client here who sent me this message, why specifically in his words, he says that I've always wanted to be with someone who's been with much less. He's, he, do, he wants to share new, feel special and share new experiences together, not that a hundred other people have already been in there. What, what, is the, what is the problem? You guys can answer this two different ways. I'll take it two different ways. It's a very easy question to begin with. I just want to get you guys warmed up. I want to get your minds working. 
where does the negative connotation come from? Why do why do men see this as a negative thing in general? Uh, if you're coming to my channel, you're coming to my particular content, you're probably going to get the feeling that Adam has some different feelings on sexual practice and what it means to be extensively sexually practiced. We'll get to that as we get deeper in the session. But for those that are live right now, just throw it, just spitball for me right now, your best idea of if, even if you don't want to answer for the rest of the male population or the rest of humankind, why would you, why would this guy, if you can put in his perspective, why is it such a bad thing? Why is it such a bad thing? He gave you a few little insider clues from his perspective, but let's take a step back. Let's go up to 30,000 feet and really look at what's going on here because he's trapped in quite something of a delusion, an illusion and a delusion. He sees an illusion and deludes himself into believing that's true. We'll get to that later on when it comes to this woman's sexual experience. But let me get up in the chat here and address some of you guys. Jay New would come and saying, ouch, that's some deep, dark, though. A deep, dark thought, maybe he means. Uh, I'd be very hurt and betrayed if I was the girl. We'll get to that. We're going to get to her perspective. Good, good mention, though. That's a good mention. We're going to get to her. Because there's a multiple choice question I've already lined up for you guys on what's the best practice moving forward. Like, what are we, what's going to be the best thing he can do moving forward with her? We'll get to that. Don't you worry. We'll get to that. But Jay's brought in a good angle there on how she's going to feel. Excellent, Jay. Ben Hyde then come in saying his condition is getting in the way of his self. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you brought up an interesting word there, Ben, in the word of conditioning. Conditioning. Who conditioned him into thinking this way? You know, where did this uh, negative connotation towards deep sexual experience, where, where along the way in his education was that instilled as something negative? Good questioning with the conditioning. Jay Nuha then come on to say, white nympho... Oh, oh sorry. He's going white, nympho, bitch, uh, other common terms I hear. Uh, maybe he's associating that with women with sexually deep practice. He then goes on to say the etymology is very interesting. I thought it was very interesting as well. Is it the product of Christian culture being deeply ingrained in Western society? It's good. He goes on to say, I know the Greeks and pagans were much more free of their sexual expression. Hey, shout out to the Romans as well. He then goes on to say, uh, which the church labeled as sinful in nature. Well, many of us don't attend church regularly nowadays. You learn things like the golden rule as early as pre-K. Uh, I don't know what the golden rule is. I, I, when they tried to put us into uh, Christian study when I was in primary school, uh, I left immediately. I, went, I, I left with the Buddhism card because I was the only Asian kid. <laughs> I could easily wave that Buddhism card. He's like, no, I'm good, guys. <laughs> ben Hyde then comes on saying, and those are good thoughts, Jay, really good thoughts. This is what it is. At the beginning of the session, I want you guys to just get loose, get warm, and uh, the questions will get more and more difficult. This is just a spitball session right now. I'll get you guys talking. Ben Hyde then comes in saying, because society doesn't like free people, the reality most of us live in does not allow us to deviate sexually from the normal of one of of one-on-one relationships between men and women. You guys are getting some deep deep pins here in terms of the conditioning. I love that. I love that. Oh, and Jay comes in saying the golden rule is do as to others as they would do unto you or treat others like how they want to be treated. Yeah, okay. That's not bad, actually. Like, that's not a bad rule at all. 
I like that. All right. So anyways, all I was getting you guys to open up on is where these negative connotations come towards sexual, uh, deep sexual experience on a female's part. Because if I were now to take your minds in the opposite direction, let's flip the switch. Is it the same connotation for a man? Do we look down on men? who are deeply sexually practiced. If a man says he slept with 30, 40, 50 triple digits, I've got several friends that have triple digit sexual experience. Do we look at them the same way as we would see a woman who has triple digit sexual experience? I don't think so. Not in most, not in our common society. That guy's looked at as a, uh, you know, it depends who you are. It depends where you're coming from. But in general, we don't, do you ever, have you ever heard the word slut used towards a man? Ah, uh, man's a slut with a negative connotation. At the most, he gets player. He gets fuck boy. He gets player. But it's not the same. And so he's going to be sinned and uh, been sin binned to the badlands of life because he has so much sexual experience. If anything, it's like, you know, I don't know about this guy. Like, I'm not sure if I want this guy raising my children, but he's still pretty cool. You know, like there's that connotation. If you call someone a player or a pimp, like there's a bit of respect added in there. Versus with slut, there is no respect. It's like the word to use the word slut in 21st society is to strip the woman of her respect, strip the woman of her decency, strip her of her moral standing. That's the intention of using that word. Now, this is when we get into questions of whose morals, whose decency, whose standards. Putting those questions aside for now, there's pretty general. I want to get back to this guy's message. This Opening up discussion was just to get you guys warmed up. Now let's get back to let's get back to it here. Let's get back to this message. So we're going to go through the red flags of my client's message here, uh, piece by piece, and get you guys questioned on it. Sure. So let's begin right at the beginning. He was in this deep text conversation with a girl that he's seeing. He has not explicitly stated to me, are they in a monogamous relationship? Is it closed and locked? Is there some sexual freedom involved? Is it an open and free relationship? Is it a casual relationship? Yeah, he has not told me. However, just the fact that he says he's seeing her, that doesn't tell me that he's madly in love with her and they're in a closed and locked relationship. They've been together for years. It's definitely not that. There is some liquidity to their relationship at this stage based on what he's told me. X, if I'm wrong, please feel free to... Uh, correct me in post. However, I got to do the best I can with the way you phrase this. So, so they're in a deep text conversation and he wanted to say this to her, but didn't at least at the time. It's been a few days since this. So I don't know what he's done since then. I don't know how he's approached my advice that I haven't told you guys yet. We'll get to that. We'll work it out. You guys, I hope you guys work through it. So if he's listening to this podcast now, for you, X, this is in post. So things have probably changed quite a bit. However, we're taking it as if this just came in today because all the people in the live session and are going to learn from this and for the rest of time, whoever comes to watch this is going to be watching this here and now. So we're taking this as if it's here and now. Let's just say it happened last night. He wanted to send this to her but didn't. You might not like me saying this, but because we just spoke about having honest communication, it bothers me that you fucked so many people, but I'm trying to look past it because you're so nice and caring. Is this a good idea to say to a girl, I feel it's good to be honest, but also don't want to make her feel bad 
or look like a slut. So here's the first class question for you guys, like a real class question that's going to break down some red flags. When you listen to that proposed text, let's just say that he did send that text. I don't know if he has, but let's just say that he did. You might not like me saying this because we just spoke about having honest communication, but it bothers me that you fuck so many people. Here's the first question for you guys. How is that going to be interpreted on her behalf? What's the most likely reception? How do you think that if a guy sends to a, by all accounts, the relationship's going fine, you know, he obviously is he's really into it. He loves that. She's so, so nice and so caring. They were having a deep conversation before this. Uh, they've obviously had sexually intimate connection already. And then he's going to go ahead and send this text saying that, hey, listen, I've just got to tell you, it really bothers me that you fuck so many people. And I'm trying to look past it because you're so nice and caring. And I don't want to make you feel bad or feel like a slut. So here's the first class question for you guys in the live chat. How's that going to make her feel? How is she likely to interpret that? Drop your answers in the chat. I said, this this is an open-ended question. There's many ways that you could go about this. But I'll see where you guys' mind's at, and I'll start to nail it down if you guys are getting a little bit lost in the woods. But I want you to throw out and start to put yourself in her shoes, her perspective, because the reason why he sent that text to me is because he wasn't sure of whether to send it to her. He hadn't sent it to her when he sent it to me. So he wasn't he wasn't sure of what was going to happen. I wonder if any of you guys are clued in as to how a female might interpret that type of uh, communication. There are essentially, to help you with this, there are essentially two ways she could interpret something like that. There are two ways. And if you've seen, uh, uh, I won't give you that clue yet. I won't give you that clue. I'll let you guys try work it out yourselves. Okay. Ryan Benedictos comes in saying, just stumbled on this channel. Seems interesting. Good to have you, Ryan. Staying for the sesh. Things are going to get deep. Uh, Jay New then comes in saying, possibly, but a man whore is also a positive connotation. <laughs> is it? A man whore? I've never heard of the word man whore being used in a positive connotation. If I, when I hear man whore, that kind of just slides in with fuck boy and player to me. Which again is it's not positive, but it's not restri- respect stripping either. Back to our conversation earlier about the etymology of the word slut and negative connotations. W then comes in saying should be the same as in likely uh, the uh, yeah I think that was probably answer to my question of why do we separate sexual experiences between men and women? You know, it's it definitely should be the same. Yeah. We'll get to more of that later. Jay New then comes to saying, player and fuckboy equates to badass among guys in the US. Internet slang might call them chads. Yeah, okay, okay. Ben High comes in saying, I think this is the first answer to the question we're on right now, of how would the woman interpret a message that my client's proposing to send? Ben High comes in saying, she will think he's having second thoughts and she's going to feel shameful, most likely for him saying she's a slut. Or she will think he's acting childish and needs to grow up because he can't change. Oh, okay. Okay, this is getting good. This is getting good. If you were here right from the beginning, I I mentioned the word mold at the beginning. This is probably going to be a nice segue. But Ben's... uh, Okay, let's just... Let's go through this because Ben's offered us some nice chop here. Yeah, she thinks... She will think... He thinks... Ben High thinks this potential woman... 
this woman will potentially respond in either having second thoughts because she's going to be shamed, essentially getting slut shamed, or she's going to reverse and say he's acting childish and needs to go because he can't change. Yeah, you. That's a really good answer, Ben. That's a really good answer. That's that's hundred thousand zenny. That's a hundred thousand zenny right off the bat. Early in the session as well. Well done. Because all I was looking for, B, there there wasn't one answer to this question, but you had to hit a polarity. You had to hit a polarity of either overacceptance or rejection. The two ways that a woman is going to receive a man saying to her, listen, it bothers me that you've had so much sex with so many other different people. And I'm trying to look past it, but because you're so nice and caring, but it just really fucks with me. She's either going to overaccept on that or reject from that. Either AKA Lusting Firebird or Ice Turtle Shell, if you know those other videos. That's the. Uh, that was what I was going to clue you in on, guys, before. But either that's what we're talking about Lusting Firebird, overacceptance mentality, in which that she gets shamed into it. And then she buys into the shame. It's very likely that a woman would receive a message as the one he'd proposed to send and go, well, shit, maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm a slut. Maybe I'm fucking up. Maybe I've made so many mistakes in my life and I'm just really a piece of shit. And this guy is just the best guy for me. And this, is, this guy is so much better than me. So I, I, I should just listen to him. I should just do what he says. That's an overacceptance mentality that a lot of women will fall into if they buy too heavily into what the guy's saying. That's on one end. That's what ha- That's one very likely response to shame. On the reverse end, you have the ice turtle shell nature in which that she could go into a rejection-based mentality, which Ben did hit in a certain way in saying that, well, you know, he's just acting childish, needs to grow up, he can't change, and then so, in doing so, drops him. Uh, just drops his ass on the side of the street and goes, I don't want a piece of you anymore uh, because you're being so childish, because you can't uh, see me for who I am. Fuck, we're going to get to that bit in a second. I just want to hold that. We're not going to go deep into that, but that just sends rockets going off. But she could go down a rejection-based mentality and go, well, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Why is this guy judging me so hard? This guy doesn't know my life. He doesn't know the experiences that I've been in, that, that who I was at that time. You know, there's, there's a lot going on there that could push a woman into a rejection-based mentality. Ice turtle shell. All you had to give to me was a polarity in either one direction. And Ben, you did great there. Jay knew, and uh, I'm doing better, guys. I'm doing better in the beginning of these sessions and these early sessions not to uh, dance around the fire too much. Uh, if one of you guys hit it, we hit it, and then we roll on. Keep these sessions going, but I'd like to see what else you guys say as well. Jay knew then come and saying the most likely reception, number one, who are you to tell me how to live? Ah, ice turtle shell, rejection-based mentality. Option two, Jay New gave was, I thought you accepted me, but now I don't know. Okay, a little lukewarm. And then number three, that was ages ago. Why are you still on about this? So, so Jay, the only thing you're missing there is an over-acceptance. You've hit both one, two, and three are of the rejection-based mentality, uh, particularly one and three that you've given me there. Beautifully said, though. Beautifully said, you definitely hit her. It's very likely she, if she's a particularly uh, hard woman, or if she's a woman who knows who she is, she's a woman that can stand on her two feet. She's not going to be afraid to hit hit a guy with some rejection if he comes at her that way. The only thing you were missing there was just if she wasn't a hard woman, if she was a soft woman and uh, weak, then she might go into over acceptance and start to accept that behavior from him. So. 
W then commented with his two cents saying, oh, kind of controlling-ish. Uh, yeah, it is controlling, yeah. Beth High then comes in saying she can't change her. She can't change her and he cannot break his past egoic limitations of relationships. January says you have a classic poll responses to gaslighting. Okay, good. So that's just the first question. Uh, first thing off the bat. So if uh, X is listening to this, and I'm sure he is, he's going to be listening to this in post. I hit you with a bunch of questions because I'm never going to give you the answer. I want you to find the answer for yourself. But is it ever a good idea to say directly to a woman, like, I understand where you're getting confused, X. You're getting confused because I thought, Adam, you're all about the open, the direct, open, honest communication. And, you know, you want to be open with your feelings. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. And so I'm not telling you not to send that message. All I'm painting for you is what the likely reception will be. So the next issue then arises as to, well, do you, why would you want to send that message from the beginning? And now is when we start to dive into your conditioning, start to dive into your egoic self-beliefs. We start to dive into why you perceive her sexual experience to be such a spanner in the works here, such a, such a jam in between the connection being transferred between you two. Let's move on through this. If you guys are currently enjoying the session, go ahead and drop a thumbs up down in the video down below. Be most appreciated. If you guys are in podcast land, come back in the video, drop me some comments. Let me know if you have any questions and thoughts. Okay, so moving on. I had sent him a whole bunch of questions. I'm not going to reread those, but we're going to dive in more into him now. <clears throat> I'd asked him essentially, why does, uh, why does her being sexually experienced bother you? His first response was, it bothers me because it just does. So there's a red flag right there. For those of you in the live chat, what's the red flag in that response? It bothers me because it just does. What does that mean? What is he saying there? Okay, we're going we're gonna to pause that there because that's a, that's a very overlooked thing. People have trigger responses that they backlog in their minds that they keep on, they keep on sleep mode so that when they get asked difficult questions, they can divert and move away from the answer. So what's he doing there? If I ask my client, why does it bother you that she's so sexually experienced? Why is that an issue? And he responds to saying, it bothers me because it just does. Well, that's no good. That's unacceptable. That's not a response. That's not an answer. So why is he doing that? I thought I'll show all of you in the chat can understand that. What's more important though is that why would he do that? He sounds like he's, if he's especially if he's one of your clients, Adam, it sounds like he's pretty schooled in on social dynamics. It sounds like uh, he's at least aware of being aware of his own thought process, which I know that he is, he should be. And though that is, I know if his concepts are not above him and are not above his level of processing. So that right there, let's just someone like nail out of the park for me. What does it mean when he says it bothers me because it just does? It's important to understand this because I'm sure you all do it in your own lives. We all do it. We do it when we are X about X, when we are something about something. And so we don't want to that something. I want you guys to fill in those somethings. When we get forced a hard question upon ourselves and we hit it back and respond with a trigger in which that you don't actually answer the question, you just divert away from it, but it makes you think you answered the question. Why would you do that? What's happening there? This applies to all of life. And if you can understand this concept, it's not, even a, it's not that difficult. 
so I don't want to spend too much time on it, see if any of you guys get it. But if you can understand this uh, heuristic, this psychological mechanism that we as human beings use to move away from the truth, it starts, you can change your life just through understanding this one thing. Okay, I'm just going to the chat to see if we've got some answers to this question. Ben Hyde comes in with the first answer saying, he's not saying, sorry, restart, restart that. Ben Hyde comes in saying, he's saying it's not himself when it is him who is denying the girl. He cannot accept her because he cannot accept himself. Ah, picking up lessons from last week, Ben. I'm not sure if you watched last week's, but that was a big thing from last week. He then goes on to say, he's afraid to leave who he is and experience the unknown. Get it? You're, you're taking me too deep here, Ben, because everything you're saying is money. I love it. It's zeny. However, we're not quite there yet with the last thing you said there. So stay focused on this one thing. He's saying it's not himself when it is him who's denying the girl. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's another, that's another straight on the money. That's a straight zeny question. That's a straight zeny answer, Ben. So if you guys don't quite understand that, if X doesn't quite understand that, when Ben says he's saying it's not himself when it is him who's denying the girl, bang, that's the diversion. When I ask him directly, why does it bother you that she's so sexually experienced? And he responds back by saying, it bothers me because it just does. Ben says he's saying that, well, it's not himself when it is him who's denying the girl. And what that is to say is that he doesn't want to acknowledge that there's a very large part of him that is trying to oppress and deny and reject who she is at her nature. He doesn't want to acknowledge that fact because he doesn't associate with it, well, the better part of himself, the higher part of himself, the part of him that deals with love, light, and joy, doesn't want to acknowledge that there's a very dark beast within him that is exactly doing as Ben is saying, that is denying her. Ben, the more I go through your response just in that first sentence, the better it is because the word deny, that's exactly what he's doing. If, if you've got a woman that by all accounts is a great, great one, she's a great one, she's supportive, nice, caring, as he said, just you know, sexually attracted to her, there's some connection there, maybe you guys could, maybe you guys could create some magic together. But if you continue to deny her, and maybe he's not denying all of her, I don't want to paint it that way. He's not denying all of her, but he is denying a, a vast percentage of her, which is her sexual experience. You know, when you look at everything we do in life, my friends, you can make strong arguments that a lot of it is to move ourselves in the direction of sexual experience. Life itself is sex. We would not be here without sex. The houses, the cars, the, the jobs. I'm sure, I think Jerry Seinfeld actually has a good stand-up bit of this. You know, it's just like everything that we do is so that we can eventually find ourselves up in that bed. Yeah, that's, that's if you just want to look at things in a very crude, uh, cold way just to persist the evolution of our race and our species, it all points towards our sexual experience. So to deny someone's sexual experience is to deny, well, their very existence, isn't it? Hey, Ben. Hex, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. This is really good now. We're getting heat. It's time to turn up the gas on this situation here. This is good. 
Ben, I like that. The rest of your sentence got a little bit wayward. Like you're getting a little bit off there. But the, the very beginning that, yes, the answer to this question, I just asked you guys a very simple question. When you say it bothers me because it just does, what are you actually doing there? What you're actually doing there is that you're choosing not to face the truth. The mirror has been pointed at you. I am the mirror. He asked me a question and I put, it, I put reflection back on him in the form of a question by saying, why does it bother you that she's so sexually experienced? That's the mirror that shows you who you are. That's reflecting back to him, his current mindset. He chooses to look away from that, to divert from that by saying, it bothers me because it just does. Because it's too painful for him to look at the very fact that in Ben Highland's words, he is denying her. But he doesn't want to admit that it's him that's denying her. Lovely. Lovely. That's, you're really on point this morning, Ben. You're doing good here. Jay Nui then comes in saying, he means his ego is resisting the fact that he can accept such a sexually free being. He means his ego is resisting the fact that he can accept that he can accept such a sexually free being? You know, it's interesting the one word you use there, Jainu. Jainu, when he said he means, he means his ego when he says it bothers me because it just does, Jainu thinks that means that he means his ego is resisting the fact that he can accept such a sexually free being in his life. It's just interesting word of the use, word of the use can there, Jay, because that whether you put can or can't, completely changes the meaning. I assume that you have typed it correctly and do mean can. And so if I were to interpret that way, it means his ego is resisting the fact that he can accept such a sexually free being. So Jay Nu, that's, that's a very positive, upbeat message. What you're essentially pointing towards there is the opposite of Ben's, but just the other side of the moon. The other side of the moon in which that that is reflecting the sun and not the darkness. And in which that... There is a part of X that could learn to accept her. It sounds like that's what you're trying to say there, Jay. And if it is, that's a nice message. That's positive. I like that. On point as well. On point as well. You two are doing good together. Jay New and Ben coming in. It's good. By the way, guys, uh, this is not a session just for Ben and Jay. You guys could, other guys who are live watching, you could feel free to put your responses in as well. I mean, these two are regulars. These two know what they're doing, so... They are, but sometimes you, know, you feel like, oh shit, I don't know what to say. They're answering too quickly. It's okay. It's okay. If you come in, I'll be happy to, uh, as long as you come in with enough time, I'll be happy to read it out. Okay. Okay. And there was actually, Jay, I did notice there was a question. Okay. Let's go. This Jay knew had a quick question saying, quick question, since he has a so-called fire to put out now, does that mean he didn't properly screen and set terms at the start? Would make sense since they only seem to be seeing seeing each other. So this is a question of what he did at the beginning. And I think Janu is referring to an old school social Q&A in which that I described a bridge that was set on fire from the beginning and a fire that follows you up the bridge. Uh, you might not be referring to that, but that's the visual that comes to mind at the beginning from an old social Q&A. And <clears throat> that brings up an interesting question, Janu. Should a man be screening a woman for her sexual experience before getting involved with her? That's an interesting question. An interesting question because it's not exactly the thought line that we're on right now, 
But if that's something, uh, it's just, it's not quite where we're on right now. But let me just answer your question off the bat because that's a different question. Uh, no, but that is the same question. Did, you're asking, did he forget to screen or did he not screen? But Jay knew I'd hit you back at that question by saying, why would he need to screen for her sexual experience? And therein lies the issue. Why would a man need to screen for a woman's sexual experience, whether she's been one guy, no guys, a hundred guys, if it's not an issue? And the issue lies in, Jainu, why is it an issue? Which is what we're diving into right now. Hopefully that, hopefully that, hopefully that answers that for you, okay? We also got Jaden Pepinon, <laughs> if I'm saying that correctly, say yo, good to have you, Jay. Thanks for chiming in, appreciate it. All right, my guy, uh, my friends, let's uh, let's keep moving on through this right here. Let's keep moving on through. By the way, if you're just joining this session right now, we're currently in the featured context. If you enjoy this session, drop a thumbs up down below on the video. Stay locked in because the questions are getting harder and harder. Oh, that's good. That's good neck cracks. Okay. So, coming back up at his message here. After he told me that it bothers me because it just does, that she has so much sexual experience, which we now know is him either in part denying her and denying himself that he is denying her. Fantastic, Ben. Fantastically said. Or in Jay News' example, that he's denying the part of himself that actually could be open to her having sexual experience. Well said as well, Jay. He then went on to say, I've just never really wanted to make someone my wife who's fucked so many people. My last girlfriend has only been with me and one other person, and I really liked that. All right, let's go. Let's go. This is now getting even juicier. This is now getting even spicier because of the work we've done in the foundations of this podcast. So my friends, in this live session right now, please tell me what is the red flag issue in what he's just said. There's several, several are lighting me up. Several are lighting me up. Particularly, I want you to focus on when he says that, I just never really saw myself making someone my wife who's fucked so many people. There's something there. You, can either, you, could, you could get into that or you could get into the last bit. My last girlfriend has only been with me and one other person and I really liked that. So I will throw back the question to him is that what about that did you like? Why do you like that so much? What about him, my friends, might be going in his mind psychologically that forces him to seek that out? Where's the seek? Where's the search coming from that makes him reject and detest anything of the opposite? Someone who's sexually experienced, a woman who's been with. Listen, he hasn't told me how many guys she's been with, but I know this guy. He's, I know this guy very well. I've done two boot camps with him. known him for years. If he's saying she's sexually experienced, she's definitely double digits, probably high double digits uh, sexually experienced. So what about him? We have understand, we've understood a little bit about the rejection mentality towards that, but he's given us a different angle here in which that he has ideas about wifehood, about marriage. He has ideas about who that wife should be. He also has ideas about the past, about his last girlfriend. And here's something that I really need to throw you guys at just to really, this will help you. Because it's actually later on in the message, but it's on the same line as this. He says something very stinging.
hang on, I'm just going to get this. Just hang with me. Keep. I know you guys are writing your answers, but there's something that, here we go. There's something much further down in the message. So just catching you up. He said that my last girlfriend had only been with me and one other person. I really liked that. We're currently trying to understand why. Why is he seeking that from the past? Now, now, hang with me. And then he goes on to say, much further down, but I still can't get out of my head the things she's done. I know I was happier with my ex who hadn't been with so many. He's also saying I'm trying not to judge her in her past because I know it's not fair, but the feeling still lingers. I know I was happier with my ex who hadn't been with so many. So in the same message, when I've questioned him about what is the core issue here? What is the problem with her having so much sexual experience? And by the way, before any of you guys go and say, oh, he's insecure about it because he has so little sexual experience. That's a great argument if you were to bring that up. However, it's not true for this guy. This guy is quite sexually experienced. Not just because he's not just because he's been working the journey of social dynamics. Uh, he was also, before he came to me, uh, I think he had already had sexual experience before he came to work with me. And so I'm sure it's only proliferated since then. But just there's two, there's the two elements. You've got to hold those two elements. I never saw myself as having a wife that had fucked so many people, in his words. And at the same time, with my ex-girlfriend, my last girlfriend, she'd only been with me and one other guy, and I really liked that. I knew I was happier with my ex. That You really got to, the more I say that, the more it hurts. The more I say that final bit, the more it hurts. When he says, I know I was happy with my ex, I was happier with my ex who hadn't been with so many. The more I hear those words, said out loud like when i read the text it was it was a little there's a little bit of sting a little bit of heat there but not too much but now that i'm here with you guys live in the session does that does that how does that make you guys feel how does that make you feel that he's got a woman here who is really nice really caring towards him they obviously have some form of intimate relationship they've had some form of sexual experience together enough to have these discussions but then verbally says, I know that I was happier with my ex-girlfriend, not just because she was a better person, but to the point of this message, this line of messaging, purely because of the fact that she had less sexual experience. That really hurts. That really stings when I think about her, when I think about his partner in question. It really hurts when I think about his development from boyhood to manhood psychology. There's so many issues with that uh, mindset. And I don't want to go straight into it right now, but I want to allow you guys to work through that. That's why I'm throwing you guys questions. Why does that hurt? Why does that sting? You can attack it from many different angles. I've thrown you guys a lot of questions in this one section. So just to summarize it, the point that we're on right now is that when I question him, why does it bother you that she has so much sexual experience? You now know it's not because he's so insecure about a lack of sexual experience on his part. He's plenty sexually experienced himself. So it's not that, but he's given us three nuggets of information. I never saw myself as having a wife that had fucked so many people and that my last ex-girlfriend had only been with one other person and me and I really liked that. And also I'm happy. I was happier with her because of that. 
you got those three little elements together. I want you guys to formulate some thoughts here. I want you guys to formulate what's going on underneath there psychologically. How does that make her feel? What does that mean for his development? Ben Highland, this is now where some deeper answers can come in. I've been I've been trying to keep the leash a little short on you in this session because you're going too deep too quick. Now's the time to go deep. Now's the time to go deep. Right? Now's the time for us to slide in. So let me get into this uh, live Q&A with you guys. Let me see what you guys are saying. Come in the past, confused the mama kissing the girl. All right, where where we at? Where we at in here? <clears throat> Ryan Benedictos had come in. So I'll just call you Ryan. Riser had come in saying, because he's thinking on the connotation that girls have more experience are whore-like and lowly. Sorry for the words. No, don't be sorry for the words. Be explicit. Use the words that we have problems with. The word whore-like and lowly, slut, these words, we've, we've, got to, we've got to unpack these words, Ryan, so I appreciate you using them. Because it's all about intent. They're just, they're just noises coming out of our mouth. It's about the intent behind the noises. Okay. And I definitely agree with you there, Ryan. That's, that's good. I like that. Ben High then comes in saying, his crutch is his lack of sexual experience and he's putting that on his new girl. No, no, no. So Ben, ben didn't know about that he had written that before I had already said that, no, he does have a lot of sexual experience. So Ben's forgiven for that. Ben now knows. Uh, Jay New then comes in saying, the illusion of control and superiority in sexual experience might be pumping up his ego. I think the illusion of control is something, a bit of a title that you've tapped on. You have to explain that a little bit further. But when you go on to say, Jenu, that the superiority in sexual experience might be pumping up his ego. I'm not sure what you mean by superior in sexual experience because it's, he's given me, he is very sexually experienced, but I wouldn't say he's more sexually experienced than her. So he's definitely not superior in that sense, unless you're going as far to say that you think he thinks he's superior in sexual experience because he has less. Is that what you're trying to say? Because then I would agree with you. Otherwise, I don't know what you're saying. It's okay. <laughs> Keep moving on. St. <clears throat> Lou comes in saying, if she's in the triple digits for sex and she's cheated multiple times and he wish she's cheated, where'd you get that from? Anyways, he goes on to say, she definitely hasn't, like that's definitely not a part of the story. And he goes on to say, and he wishes to have a monogamous, virtuous, open, honest, open wife. She may be too risky of an option. So, Louis, you're inventing things that are not in this story. Uh, she is not cheated multiple times. I have no idea where you got that from. So, I just got to disregard everything you just said there because you're basing your answer on things that aren't true. So, continue on. Jay then comes in saying, Jay Din comes in saying, Mr. Pepinon comes in saying, inexperienced sex don't hit the same. Uh, I don't, that doesn't really make any sense. But then he goes on to say, Jay, Mr. Jaden comes in saying, feels like he wants to bring sexual experience to the table and without, he brings nothing else to the bed. I'm sorry, those, that just doesn't make any sense, man. Wants to bring sexual experience to the table and without, he brings nothing else to the bed. Uh, you'd have to explain what you mean there. I really just don't understand a word you've said. 
<laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm not sorry because it just doesn't make sense. Just try and think about how you're phrasing that. That's okay, though. That's okay. Uh, T, Mr. Tuckerme had come in saying, you're shallow, brothers. Good to have you, T. Very late, though. You missed a lot. Uh, who's next? Ben Hyde comes in saying, he's trying to take control the uncontrollable. He's stuck in the past and cannot bring himself to terms with the present. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. It said that's very general, B. It's very general. We can get some more specifics here. That's good though. That's good, I think. But we're beyond that now. We understand that. I want to go deeper. The whole point of what we're on right now, my friends, is I've given you three elements. Sees a particular image in what he wants his wife to be in terms of sexual experience. But then also is using his experiences with his, with his past ex to X. To X. That's what I want you guys to hit. He's using his past experiences with his last girlfriend to do what to his current and present. That's what you guys are not hitting right now. But I want you guys to flesh that out. Because that's where the pain and the lessons lie. W comes in saying, is there, but I still don't know. I feel that sting, but hmm. Okay, so I think you just, okay. That's all right. If you don't know, that's fine. That's cool. Ryan then comes in saying, it's his standards towards dating a girl, what people might say about his girl. Ah, Ryan's brought in an interesting angle here that Noah has brought in. Ryan has brought in the angle of exterior face. How will this present his friends and family? How will he look if his friends and family know that his current partner has slept around many different people? And there again comes in this uh, extremely embedded negative connotation towards deep sexual experience, which we're just going to have to destroy later on this session. But, but Ryan, I like that because that's an element that not only did I not, it's not a, it's not a front facing element that what you brought up there, Ryan. That's a, that's a side angle, but it's a very nice side angle. It definitely gets, brings in something else that is something that we might not have addressed. that maybe he hasn't addressed within himself. And here comes story time. <laughs> I told you guys there was going to be a story. Uh, okay, I'll fit Ryan. That's beautiful. I, I'm going I'm to tag a story into that uh, from my high school days about the school slut. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that because that's, it really blew my mind about what it means to be of a woman with sexual experience. So, but I'll just want to, we still haven't finished this question though. So Ryan, I'll get back to that. If I forget it, just remind me about the high school slut story. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's just not, no, we haven't finished this question yet. Jay New comes in saying he could also be very attached to the idea of monogamy. And I was referring to the ex. Oh, he's very attached to the idea of monogamy. For sure. He's already brought out the word wife. So he already sees that in the vision, in vision future. It's good. Benji Soles comes in saying, hey, yo, came in way late. I'll try and keep up low. Hey, that's all right, Benji. Good to have you here. Thanks for being here. Uh, Jaden then comes in. Thank you for trying to rephrase Jaden, saying, his whole problem with this girl is stemming from his own insecurities. He felt secure with his ex being inexperienced because he was the experienced one. Makes himself feel good. That's much better, Jaden. That's much better. Well done. Okay. Okay. So what you guys have addressed quite well was the first question, which is where's where are these you guys have kind of been pinning out where are the insecurities stemming from? Where could they potentially be coming from? 
obviously you guys don't know him. I know him pretty well. There's obviously a concoction. <coughs> For those of you that have tapped into the idea attached to monogamy, Jay Nu, on point. He definitely has some attachment to the way relationships should run, the terms and conditions in which that relationships should be constructed. And that is definitely causing issues in the organic sexual connection between him and this woman. Done. Part two, there's a different angle. Jaden coming in nicely with, with his past ex because he's hearkened back to why he felt so good about being with a woman that had less sexual experience. He's brought it up because it makes him feel good. He gets an egoic rise from being the more experienced one. I'm sure there's an element there. But he even did go on to say in his own words, which I give him a lot of respect for, which is that it made me feel special. In his own words, in his own text, it said, it made me feel special. It makes me feel special that she's been with less guys because it doesn't feel like there's been a hundred other people in her. That's his exact words, basically. So it's not just that having more experience than her, that's one angle, but also just the fact that he wants to be, he wants to have the gift wrapping of the only one or close to it. But the, the veneer of I'm the special one. Our friends in the chat, what's the issue with that mentality? Let's, let's nail down on that one because that's quite a good one to nail down on. What's the issue with the mentality of I want to be the special one? That I want to be with a woman who has almost next to no sexual experience, you know, one or two people max, because that's going to make me feel special. What's the issue with that? Someone hit me up on the chat. It's not a hard question. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I've got to get to the high school slut story. We'll get to that next. But <clears throat> please, someone, hit me up with that. And actually, even maybe even a better question than that one, but it plays off of it, is what issue will that mentality cause in his future relationships? Can someone hear me with that? Because if you're going to go through your relationships in life, screening your partners for next to no sexual experience so that you can feel special, that's what I want you guys to finish that sentence with. I want you guys to finish that sentence. W comes in saying, same both ways. Eh, depends what you mean by that. Ryan then comes in saying, he's worried he might get cheated on since the girl has been with a couple of guys. He's worried he can't contain that girl. Staying with him for good might be hard. It's another angle. It's another angle. Not an answer to the question I just asked. <clears throat> but we're done. I think we spent enough time. I think we spent enough time on where his insecurities are coming from. And that's great. I definitely agree with you, Ryan. But I want you guys staying focused on, like, it's good. I agree with you that there's definitely a part of him that could be thinking that. But I want you guys focused on what kind of life is that? What kind of life is that is to go through screening for girls that have next to no sexual experience just so you can feel special? Can you guys not feel that? Surely some of you can feel an inherent toxic beast within that. That is going to stem and cause weeds in the foundations of this temple. Please. Please. If you guys aren't going to get it, I'm just going to roll through it. It shouldn't take that long to get. It's not like some deep, deep philosophical answer required to that one. It's, it's, but maybe you guys aren't there with it yet. 
And maybe I do need to rant for a little bit to help you guys think about what this means more. Because you guys are, yeah, we're done with his insecurities. We get that. Now we need to look at what these actions mean, what they do to relationships, what they do to his life moving forward. Jaden then comes and saying, who loses out on good girls because of that? <clears throat> yes. Yes, Jaden, I agree with you. But that's, that's low-hanging fruit. That's, that's obvious. I agree with you. There's something else, though. Kind of go through our life. You can go through our life screening for girls that have no sexual experience next to none so that you can feel special. Jaden comes in saying he loses out, good on, loses out on good girls because of that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, but that's more of like a byproduct. That's not like a direct inflammatory response to what's going to happen with that mentality. You're talking about the scar that happens at the end. What I'm talking about is the wound that opens up now. Yes, That's the way you want to think about this. What wound is that causing now? Takumi-kun comes in saying he wants her to complete his perfect fantasy life. Needs her to be a certain way to feel good about himself. Yes, sir. That's 100,000 zeddy. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's been a while since we had an on the point. Ben came in with 200,000 zennies. So currently in the standing boards, Ben Hyland has 200,000 zenny in the bank. Takumi-kun, a.k.a. T, has 100,000 zenny in the bank because that answer is delicious. Here we go. Thank you. I was waiting for someone to put some oxygen into this. And uh, it's okay, guys, if you're not getting it. It's okay if, uh, if it's not coming to you right now. That's fine. That's fine. That's With the class, the, the class sessions, you're going to have things that make sense, things that don't make sense. Hopefully in time, you learn through it. T is coming with a great answer here. Let's, let's get this again. You know, what's it going to, what does it mean for his life to go through this mentality screening for girls that have no sexual experience so that he can feel special? T comes in saying, he wants her to complete his perfect fantasy life. Needs her to be a certain way to feel good about himself. The reason why this is so good is because of right back at the beginning of this podcast, when I opened up the intro, I mentioned the word mold. I mentioned the word mold. I've said it a couple of times saying that this is going to be a key component of this podcast and a key component for X listening to this to understand what this does to you. What is it going to do to your life if you continue to cast negative dispersions and shadows on women with healthy sexual experience and you guys might think, what is healthy sexual experience? Uh, any. Whether she's been with 10 guys, 50 guys, 100 guys, 1,000 guys, it should not matter. It should not matter. One, it's not your body, it's not you. Who are you to judge? That's on surface level. But more on a much deeper level, the fact that you are separating who you are and who she is, that you are separating you two and saying that 100 other people, she's been with 100 other people. What do you mean by other people? Let's just hold that for one moment. We get back to that. Getting back, that's a little too deep for right now. Let's get back to this. To this idea of the fantasy life, the perfect fantasy life, needing her to be a certain way, to feel good about himself. That's what T has just exquisitely put in through here. And let's get into the mold. X. If you continue to go through our life screening for girls with little sexual experience so that you can feel special about yourself, you are stripping women of their own spirit, being, standing, who they are. You are stripping them 
of the very foundations of what would make them someone you want to be with. You are forming a mold in which that she must fit into. When a man says to a woman, I don't like that you've been with so many different guys, I only want to be a woman who's only been with maybe one other person, you are stripping her of all that she is and saying that what you've been through in life is trash, is garbage. I don't want it. And hey, if that's you, that's you. I'm not telling you to think the way that I want to think. I'm not telling you that you have to adorn a certain set of morals and perceptions towards human beings and their experiences, but I'm just telling you how it's going to be received. Now, put that aside, when you also create a mold, when, when a man also creates a mold in which that he says, well, this is what I want, and if you don't fit that, then you're out. When you do that, you will never be happy. You will never be fulfilled. Because how does that play out? With this partner that you have right now, who's got a lot of sexual experience, and you go ahead and tell her that, listen, I don't like the fact that you fuck so many different guys, and it really fucks with me, and I was happy with my ex, who hadn't been with so many other different guys. You're pushing her away, you're stripping her down, saying that she's not good enough, and saying that her experiences uh, amount to nothing, and should be, not only amount to nothing, but should be frowned upon, should be disregarded, should be sin-bin to the badlands of life and never discussed again. That's what you're sending her. So you're most likely going to completely push her away and you're going to do her wrong. You're going to form questions in her mind that could question her sense of human beingness and humanity. That's one thing. Okay, so that happens. Let's roll forward. Let's roll forward to the next woman then with this mold that you have of little to no sexual experience so that you can feel special. Let's say you find a woman that does fit that mold. Is that ever going to last? What we're speaking to here, my friends, is fulfillment on a long-term scale. If you approach human beings, particularly sexual experiences, with a mold-like mentality in which they, in the great words of T, saying, I have a perfect fantasy life envisioned and that she needs to be a certain way. If a man comes to a woman with, I need you to be a certain way, you may find, just through the process of screening so hard from that, a woman that fits that mold. But as human beings, do we ever stay the same? No. The only constant is change. So you might find a woman X that has little to no sexual experience now and fits over X, Y, and Z of what you want now. But in a relationship, you're only ever going to be regressing or progressing. There's going to be change on some level. So at some point, she's not going to fit your mold, is what I'm saying. At some point, she's not going to fit the parameters in which that say you need to be and in which that there's going to be issues and in which that there's going to be a breakdown in the relationship and not even just the relationship between you and her. There's going to be a breakdown in the relationship between you and yourself because you're going to be going, fuck, I'm at the same place. I'm at this same place in which that this girl isn't what I want her to be. And therein lies the issue that you're trying to make her someone. And I'm not just talking about the girl you're with right now. You're trying to make women someone for you. And when you try to make women someone for you, you may find at that one moment in time, someone who fits that. But we are ever progressing or regressing. We are always changing. So she will one day outgrow or disintegrate within that mold. And then again, you'll be back at the same place going, oh, fuck, I just can't seem to find someone that I'm happy with. Not because they weren't good enough or not because they weren't the person that you wanted, but because the fact that you weren't happy with who they were. You weren't happy with who they are. You weren't happy with accepting them as they are. 
everything you said in this message, when you say that, I'm not happy that she's fucked with so many different guys. You know, I was happy with my ex who hadn't been with so many different guys. I need to feel special about it. You know, I know she's nice and caring, but the feeling still lingers. And I don't know if we're to be open and honest about this. Listen, all this to the side, you will never be happy. You will never be fulfilled with a mentality in which that you try and slide a human being into your mold. And that's why there's so much pain and sting behind your mentality. Because it's so disrespectful, not only to other human beings, but so disrespectful to yourself. Not only are you precluding other beings from being happy with you, but you're precluding yourself from being happy with yourself. It's just, it's, uh, I shook my head just like that when I read your message. I shook my head. I shook my head. I just love that T had got 100,000 any answer. Because this fantasy life that you, of this woman, this perfect woman, it'll never appear. And this is now when we get into the question of that I paused earlier and I hit you guys with this question now. By the way, if you guys enjoying this content, drop me a thumbs up down the video down below. It'd be most appreciated. Come back and post, drop your comments and your thoughts. But here's the next question for you guys. Okay. We need to move beyond the surface level of X and this woman and people in general. We need to understand the very core concept of what his ego is. I'm going to help you guys out. I said that I wasn't going to read my response earlier on, and I didn't, but now I will. So after he sent me all that, that fire that we just went on, I'd gone back to him saying, good answers, and they all point to an extreme attachment to your ego. You see her and other people as separate to yourself, and so you create rules, and those rules define how you live. If you're happy with these egoic rules, then continue to think and live this way. However, there is always a possibility that you could learn to see her. And that's why I'll pause that message and throw you guys the question. What's the possibility? You know, he can continue to live his way so engorged within his ego to the point where he separates himself from the woman and all of her other experiences and all the people she's been with. Because that, that's really at the core here his ego is having such a problem with. That the fact that she's been with so many other people. And Ryan, Jaden, Ben Hai, Jainu, you've all earlier on in the podcast come in with good insecurities that have faces to that root, but the root is the fact that there are other people, whether that's an insecure face of, and what my friends and family think about that, or does that mean that I will be have less superiority, more inferior to her? There are many different faces to that. We've explored all that. Forget about those now. We're now getting to the root foundational cause of this issue, which is other people. And when I responded to him in my text saying that, listen, you can continue to think that way, but there's also the possibility that you could learn to see her as. Please fill in the end of that question and expand onto what that means. Those who are here in the live Q&A, next class question. There's always the possibility that he could learn to see her as. Dot, dot, dot. Fill it in the blank and then expand on what that means. Don't just give me one line. Don't just give me three words. Fill me in. All right? Jay New and Ben Highland, this is where you guys can go ham. This is where you guys can go into your deep waters here. This is a deep water question. I'm not asking you uh, for something shallow. So I'll give you guys a moment to flesh it out. But uh, this shit gets me fired up. It gets me fired up when masculine beings do not respect feminine beings for all and who and what they are. Because wouldn't you want that for yourself? 
as a masculine being, if you had been through whatever experience in life, to have someone look at you, say directly to you, that that's not worthy. And how would that make you feel? Like a piece of shit. Like it's just no way to treat a human being. In my opinion. So. <laughs> Dear Kevin saying Zenny, because you got that 100,000 Zenny reward. Although you spell Zenny wrong, it's Z-E-N-I, not double M-Y. Close enough. Jay Newey coming saying, he also misses out on the lessons stunting his own growth, which is the wound that will continue to fester. That was an answer to the previous question before he just went on that, that rant, I believe. I believe. It's not the answer for this question. And you're 100% correct, Jenna. Definitely. Definitely, because if you're trying to fit people into your mold, you're never open to the potentials of all human life. You close yourself off to the potential of human life when you try and slit, just slot people into your mold. It's like, but your mold is only based on your perceptions in life, which are so limited. We haven't even tapped on the positives of a deep sexual practice and for a woman or man to be deeply sexually practiced. We will get to that. I'll make sure we get to that because, fuck, the high school slut story is the one. We'll tie that in. We'll fucking tie that in. I'll make sure we get it. Ryan, you're supposed to remind me. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. So I asked you guys a question. I asked you to fill in the blank and expand on why. I asked you to fill in the blank of... There's also the possibility that he could learn to see her as dot, dot, dot. I want that dot, dot, dot. I want you guys to flesh flesh that out. T comes in with the first answer saying, to see her as not separate from himself. Nailed it. Nailed it. Now you need to expand on what that means, T. T, you give me the title. Now I need the body. You definitely got it? And to, to even let you know that you got it, I'll finish off that dot, dot, dot in the actual text. I'll tell you what I actually said. I said, however, there is always the possibility that you could learn to see her as yourself and all other beings. And maybe that might just change your perspective on her sexual experience, along with your perception of what it means to have less or more. That was the end of my response. Now, let's on, now if, what if he doesn't understand that, T? It's not good enough just to say, well, he has to learn to see her as not separate from himself or learn to see her as himself because that's just go, that might go in one out of the ear, in, out, in one ear and out of the other. That might just go straight over the forehead, straight over the dome piece. I know a lot of people listening to this won't understand what that means. If you're a regular of my content, you probably understand what that means. But if you're not, and, you know, even if you are a regular of my content, when it's your situation, like this, this isn't a random guy we're talking about here. This is a client who's done two boot camps with me, foundations and advanced social dynamics. And he, when you're in the emotions of what's going on here, you can obviously tell, I can tell as his coach that he has forgotten what it means to see her as himself. He has created such division and separation between himself and her in which that he's drawn borders, lines in the sand. As I said in my text, he's created rules. Created rules for himself in which that, well, it has to be this way. And if it's not this way, there's a problem. We've tried to unpack in this podcast, why is there a problem there? 
We've gone through different phases of it, but at the core root, it's because he's drawn a line somewhere. The line somewhere is that he no longer sees himself as her or her as himself. He's created divisions between what it means to be him and what of her to means her, what it means for her to be her. We need to understand what this means though, at a really foundational level in a way that's quite easy to digest. And this concept is not easy to digest, so we need to do the best way to make it digestible. Which is why I will not let, I will not let you slide on just the title. We need body. We need to unpack it. T then follows up by saying, that means there are no other guys that have been with her. Only himself, only one. Good. Good follow-up. Yosha, that's good follow-up. I like that. There are no other guys. You know, I once did a podcast with, uh, I've done a couple podcasts with Glenn. And one was on this channel, one was on the Eternal Energy podcast. In the most recent podcast of Eternal Energy uh, with Glenn Money, he said something which they said, I'm not sure what topic we're on, but he said, there's only one of us here. I remember Glenn saying to me, there's only one of us here. And it just there's like a little gong that goes off in my heart when I hear that. Well, there's only one of us here anyway. And that directly is a relation to how I relate to what T's saying. When T says, he's not seeing her, sorry, he is seeing her as separate from himself, which means that he needs to understand that there are no other guys that have been with her, only himself, only one. So much weight underneath what you said there too. There are a thousand different ways to paint what that means. I'll give you a few here. I'll give you a few here X to help your mind understand what that means. That, because him I go, well, what do you mean there are no other guys that have been with her? I've, I've seen the faces or I know, I know that the, the, there's been bodies. There's been bodies. And so what he might get confused on there is not being able to see the leaves in the tree and that all leaves come from the same tree and that a leaf is the tree experiencing itself and the tree experienced the leaf. That concept of that in this life, we are both a product of life and life itself. We are both the mother and the child experiencing each other. Take a look around X. Take a look around outside. Look at all the different people, different people on the street. Where did they come from? Well, they have parents, yeah? But where did those parents come from? And where did their parents come from? And let's, let's rewind this game right back. Take me back 13 billion years. Where did they come from? All from one, as far as we know. All from one. All from one cell. All from one inception. Now, what created that one cell and that one inception? Your guess is as good as mine. Was it Allah? Was it, was it God? Was it the great divine? Was it the Tao? Who? What? Labels? Fingers? Moons? Hmm? But if you were to rewind this game of 21st century, in which that we've created such division and separation from each other, in which that she, in your example, she's been with so many other guys, but hang on a second, where did those other guys come from? Are they from a different planet? And even if they were from a different planet, they're from this universe, yeah? Are they of any different nature than you? Are the guys that she's been with 
inherently of any different nature than you? What makes you so separate to all the other guys that she's been with? Apart from the fact that your perception of reality is not coming from their two eyes, you're made up of the exact same carbon material as them, you have the exact same lineage, ancestry as them, no human being, no bug, no tree, no statue, no podcast mic, no camera, no nothing came from anything else but one source. Who you want to attribute that one source to, that's what we've been questioning since the beginning. And I'm sure we will continue to. But one thing is for sure, X. All these other guys you're so concerned with that she slept with. It is one of the greatest logical fallacies to see them as separate from you. They might be perceiving consciousness through a different set of eyes, but even that's not true. Even that's not true. Just from your perspective in this moment. But if you were to come to an understanding that actually, as we all experience, we all experience. An interweb of connectivity between all living beings in this life. One thing done unto another affects all. Nothing is separate in this life. You can use your ego to create division separation, which is its job. That's its job, to say that I'm me and she's she. But there's always the possibility that you could do away with that. Come into the present moment and breathe. And in the present moment, X, do ideas of separation, I, me, she, she, those guys she fucked, the woman I want who hasn't fucked so many guys, in the present moment, do those ideas exist? If you were truly present within yourself, found inner peace within yourself, came to harmony within your own energetic confliction, would these problems exist? I don't think so. So what's really going on here? Is the problem, my friends, really that she's had so much sexual experience? I don't think so. Is the problem really that he's so attached to his past and that the idea of his ex and who his ex could have been and potential wife may be. Is that the real root of the problem? I don't think so. They're problems, but they're faces. They are many faces, demon faces in this shrine. But if you really get right down to it and we dig down to the deep recesses of the earth and the four core foundation of what is rotting within him, a lack of ability to stay present Peaceful, harmonious in the moment. Past and future do not exist when you are here now. Your problems do not exist. They are bodies of your own creation. So, I want to take you guys deep there. I love that T came in with it. I'll read a couple more of your comments and we'll start to wrap this little piece up before we get to open Q&A. Uh, just give me one second because it's starting to get bloody hot in here. So I'm just going to put on the AC. But I just want you guys to take some deep breaths. I'll be back in literally five seconds. Let's go. Who's the next one in this chat? By the way, if you guys are enjoying this chat and have not yet, please drop a thumbs up down below. That'd be most appreciated. And drop me your feedback and comments in the section. And if you're uh, if you're not watching this live and you've had some some 
bell, some gong ring in your mind, yeah, send me some feedback on Instagram, at Uitang1, or here on the YouTube video. That'd be much appreciated. Benji Solis has come in saying, it's because he needs to feel special being the only one. He finds some sort of importance he hasn't found to give it to himself. Well said, Benji. Well said. And Benji, the question for you would be, to be able to help him, is what is the only sort of special importance he ever could give himself? I've already, I've actually just went on and described it for the last five minutes. But if you can understand the only importance you'll ever feel, that's true. That's not an illusion. That's keys to the city. Because there's only one. W then had come in saying, off topic, would you say the same for females that want to show off her body on the internet? So it seems like half a question. It's definitely off topic. But maybe we can address that in open Q&A. But you'd need to give me like more to that. Like th- that seems like half a question and we seem to be missing a lot. It doesn't quite make sense. Okay. So let's dial it back up here. I'll finish off the message, wrap this up, then we get to open Q&A. And fuck yeah, let's do it. So, he did get back to me. Ah, I'll finish, off, I'll finish off the rest of my message to him. So, after I said that, hey, there is always the possibility that you could learn to see her as yourself, along with all other beings, and maybe that might just change your perspective on sexual experience, her sexual experience, along with your perception of what it means to have less or more. Because at the end of the day, it's an issue created by yourself, which doesn't exist without your breathing into it. And all the pleasantries at the end. He then responded to me saying, see her as myself as in, if I was her, I would have done the same thing. If I was her and I slept with so many people and so it would be okay. It would just be something that happened in the past that doesn't matter now. X, X, and X as in incorrect, incorrect, incorrect. Not at all. We, and you now understand why. And hopefully you do. He then went on to say, she, said, she has said she was in a very, very vulnerable place in her past. Let me try that again. It's a lot of she's. She has said she was in a very vulnerable place in her past and has gotten better with respecting herself. So I've been thinking that maybe I should just be there for her because she only did what she thought was right in those moments. Right? Question mark. He then also want to say, but is, it, but is it a good thing, is it a good idea to say it because it's being open and honest and it gets it off my chest or will it just make her feel bad and should I change my perspective? So I said I was going to give you guys a multiple choice. Oh, fuck. I almost got, we always keep forgetting about the high school slut story. This is really important, but there was a reason for why we we're going to bring it up. I just, oh, I got to keep going back to that. But anyway, just to answer his question there, that's probably the final class Q question, which is, if show now, so now that we have explored and completely destroyed all the paper walls underneath his thinking, do you think it's still a good idea for him to have this conversation with her and tell her directly that's how he feels? That's the final question I'll ask you guys in social Q&A. Knowing everything that you know now, unpacking everything that we've unpacked, do you still think it's a good idea for him to explore this? I could hit you a multiple choice, but really, that's just the fundamental question. The multiple choices are too easy. 
Because it kind of gives you the answer. Because now the final question really is the what to do. The dosrka. What, what would I do now? And I know that it really depends on how he receives that final piece of instruction in terms of learning to see yourself as others and others as yourself. It really hinges on that. But let's just get some tactics in here. Let's finish it off with a tactical point before I give this story because I want to go back. To, I want to go back to what it means to be sexually well-practiced. We haven't really fleshed that out in, as a general concept. So the question for you guys is, and for him, is that would it, is it still recommended to go and have this conversation with her? Drop me your answer in the comment, comment box down below. It's an interesting question. Interesting question because when you do start to understand all these different concepts and you start to get your mind wrapped around, okay, what is it I'm actually thinking? Who actually am I? And he gets all these cool questions. But then there's always the thing at the end of well, what do I actually do with this now? What am I supposed to do? And for him, because he's not just some random anonymous person on the internet, someone that I know, there's, there's more weight to this. There's something that means a little bit more to me. First response comes in from T saying, my first response was to say, no, don't tell her anything since she doesn't need the negativity. But if he comes at it from a humble place, just sharing his emotions, then yes. See, T, that's interesting because you've said what he said. He said, he said twice in his texting with me that, you know, I just want to be open with my communication. I just want to be open, open and, and don't want to, you know, harbor those things inside of me. So that's what T's saying, that if he comes at it from a humble place, just sharing his emotions, then yes. And I'll give you half marks for that answer. I'll give you half marks for that answer in which that I agree with you if we're only considering him. For him... That's probably the best move, just to get provide an outlet for the emotions. Don't harbor them. Don't let them fester within him. Communicate them to her, and you know, from a humble place, that's great. Sharing his experiences, then yes, I agree with you too. If we're only considering him as one of one, and that he's talking to a wall, that he's talking to uh, something that isn't going to feel anything back. What you're missing, T, is the other half of this equation. So you only get fifty percent for that answer. So really, it's, it's a no then. What I'm saying is that actually, I would highly recommend not doing that if that's the perspective you're going to come from. So think about that. You're going to have to rework your answer to include the woman's perspective and to include how she would receive that. Hmm. W then comes in saying, if they have already spoken about, about it, then leave it as that. If he can't find himself to get over the past, then he should leave. I definitely don't agree with the first part, but the last part is not bad. When W says if they haven't already if they have already spoken about it, then leave it as that. The reason why I completely disagree with that is because that's essentially like saying if we've already acknowledged that there's rotting roots in our foundation, well, we don't need to do anything about it. We'll leave it. We'll just leave it. But we have talked about it. But we'll leave it. That's why I don't agree with what you're saying there. If there are roots, they need to be upheaved. However, when then you then go on to say. If he can't find himself to get over her past, then he should leave. That's not bad. That points to something. That points to some maturation. So I don't mind that. Jay New then, hey, Jay New's still in this chat. 
Jay News up here saying he can be honest, but only about his shortfalls and that he has growth and inner work to do and offer to be with him on this journey of growth or not. I think Jay means offer her to be with him on this journey of growth or not. Expressing gratitude for the moments they shared. Okay, hang on, hang on. Slow down. Yukiri onegashimasu. He says he can be honest, but only about his shortfalls and that he has growth and inner work to do and offer to be, offer her to be with him on this journey of growth or not. Expressing gratitude for the moments they shared. So I agree with Jay Nu because Jay, Jay Nu's first part is very similar to T's in which they're both speaking on humility, they're both speaking on acknowledging the parts of him that need work, that need development, that are not on right now, that are off right now. But you've, Jay, you almost got there. You almost put in what T has missed, but not all of it. You said at the end, Jay, expressing gratitude for the moments they shared. That's, that's good. That's good. It's like you, you, you almost stepped in that door, but you didn't fully step into that door of what T was missing in his answer. So I agree with both of you on what he needs to do on his end, but you both, none of you have hit what the other 50, which is such a common thing in these social Q&As because it's predominantly guys in these social Q&As and they, you guys are only thinking from your perspective or from the male perspective. You don't think about the repercussion as in you're in an echo chamber Right, but it's not just you in an echo chamber. If you make a sound, it's not just you who hears that sound. There's another person there. That's what you guys are missing. Benji then comes in saying, hmm, all the thoughts taking him out of being in the moment because being in the moment without thought for the future or past leaves a connection between two people and that's all they will ever be. All the thoughts taking him out of being in the moment because being in the moment without the thought of vision is good. So Benji, are you trying to say that? So Benji, I agree with you. I, agree, I definitely agree with you because I think, I think you've just gone on a different line here. You're talking about the work he needs to do within himself in terms of developing his ability to stay connected to the present moment at hand. I definitely agree with you there. But it doesn't tactically speak to how he's going to handle the situation with her now which is what we're getting into. That's the main thing we're getting into here is, is asking me, should I still have this conversation with her or not? So yes, I agree that, that everything you said there is a prerequisite. That's something that he needs to come into. He needs to resolve himself first. Absolutely. He can't, he can't bring it down. He can't bring a broken wagon right to this burning village. You can't bring a burning wagon to the broken down wagon. Try it again. You can't bring a broken down wagon to the burning village. What good is that? What help are you going to be able to serve? Nothing. You rock up, the villagers are like, well, shit, we can't use you. Like, we're all going to die. That's what's going to happen here. So we need to make sure that our wagon's good, which is what you're speaking to the Benji, that we have facilitated a harmony within ourselves that allows us to conduct a certain behavior, conversation, tactical execution, which is what I've mainly asked in this question. So I agree with you. The wagon needs to be good. Now, what I'm talking about here is how we're going to save this village from burning. That's what we're on here, Benji. Good, though. Good, though. I like that you brought it up. It's good shit. Jay Newland comes in saying, she can either accept it or not, 
and then either take it all internally or externalize it onto him. Potentially, potentially, yes. However, I'm not not quite sure how that's relevant to the question that I'm asking. Like what you're essentially describing there is what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, Jay, of an overacceptance or rejection mentality, how she might respond to this type of message. That's not what we're asking here. We've already fleshed that out. What I'm asking is, it's the fundamental question of should he have this conversation with her? And the answers that you two gave initially, you you and T, just really centered around, yeah, he should have the conversation with her about it. Still tell her that it bothers bothers him that she's fucked so many other different guys. But if he does it from a humble place, in the words of T, and in your words, Jay, if he does it from a place acknowledging his shortfalls and all the growth that needs to happen, yeah, yeah, it's all good. But you guys are only focusing on him. You guys are so far off in terms of the full connection and the full communication between two people. You're essentially only describing a conversation between one person. And what we're missing here is a second. So I'll give you guys maybe five, 10 more seconds to finish this up. If none of you are going to get it, you're not going to get it. I'm going to roll through it. And then because we've got some other stories to get, we've got this, there's more to get in this podcast. And also when we get to open q and I want to leave some time for that as well. So, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to run through it now. If you guys don't, if you come in with it, I might pause. But if you haven't got it, you haven't got it. That's fine. So, for those of you that have thought now, listening to all this, with all the unpacking, you know, all stuff, you're still asking, should I still let her know that this is how I feel? You were not 100% off if you had come in thinking, all right, it's probably a good thing for him to just let it out and not let it fester and create more internal discomfort within him. It's probably a good thing for him to just get it out. But as T and Jay New have said, it needs to come from a place of humility. It needs to come from a place acknowledging that I fucked up in this mentality and that I need to do work. If you had aligned with the other two guys in this conversation that says something like that, you got half the pie. But the other half the pie that you... Thank you very much for making it all the way through this session for your presence and for your attention. If you actually made it to the end, that's that's incredible because these sessions are often minimum two hours. And hey, you're my kind of person. If you got that kind of attention and commitment to your development, shit, <laughs> I get excited by that. So before you run off, let me just hear you with a couple of reminders. If you haven't signed up to the Bowl Sip weekly email, it's free, bowldojo.com. Keep you updated over there. The best place to connect with me outside of these YouTube live sessions and podcasts is actually on Instagram at uitang1, double O-I tang one. You guys can see all the behind the scenes. You can see I post a lot of fitness, health, all the artistic shit. If you watch the story, a lot of the meditations as well that I go through each day and each night. And uh, it's a great place to DM me directly with your personal context to give me feedback on different sessions, different parts of this, etc. So, at Uitang1 on Instagram, I hope to see you there. I'd love to see you there. And of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can donate directly through boldojo.com underneath the podcast section or at paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui. Anything that you guys donate is always super appreciated. And for those of you that would like to take your development to the very next level and make sure that you're on the right course, doing the right things at the right time, well, one-on-one Skype coaching or the guided meditation internal energy, that's all available to you at 
baldojo.com. Listen, guys, the birds outside are going haywire, so I better wrap up this outro. It's the time of my life, getting to go back and forward with you in these live sessions, chopping it up, getting to really know who you are. And so I thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next session. Truly. Wishing you the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.